it's my great privilege to um, introduce a favorite friend of mine who's been around my life for about 35 years. He came to Holland, and when I saw her lead worship one time, I fell in love. I looked into her eyes, and I was kind of scared because I saw the fire of God, and he had to deal with me in those days, but uh, she was an amazing worship leader in Holland. She actually walks the talk. She was there for five years, giving up her life at 19 years old, worked three jobs before to go. Nobody really supported her. Just a few people, but she did her own thing. And she is an amazing woman of God. She's the mother of the house. She's the love of my life. The mother of my children. Come on, give it up to Catherine Hukendijk. Man, you guys. Awesome, 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 awesome. It's so good to be here and uh, welcome everybody. Um, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I know, I came last week and then I had to go home because I was just like, Ugh, somebody's going to have to put, pick me up off the floor. COVID has kind of hit our household about five weeks ago and, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> if, I, if I fall on the ground, just pick me up and, you know, give me a drink and I'll be fine. All right. Um, but um, I'm, I'm starting without a joke because Gideon said, no, don't tell a joke. It's not your thing, Catherine. <laughs> So I was like, okay, so we've had Gideon, so that's that's <laughs> next best thing. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. But seriously, though, um, I'm here, you know, because as a young person and a new Christian, uh, I was calling out to God and saying, God, my my best one of my best friends had uh, just died of leukemia at 18, 19. And I was saying, God, but I want to hear your voice. I want my life to count for something. I want to be involved in something that's bigger than myself. And I want to hear from you. And God just popped supernaturally the Word of God into my, into my spirit. And, and I, I, I didn't know enough of the Bible to know that what Jeremiah 33, 3 was. So I was lying in bed, you know, crying out to God. Anyway, I had to get up out of bed and find this dusty Bible because, you know, I was just a new, new Christian. And didn't really know anything about it too much. And I looked up Jeremiah 33, 3, which said, Call unto me and I will answer you and show you what you do not yet know. And uh, from that moment, I knew that God had the ability to speak to me. I had the ability to hear His voice. And He had a purpose for my life. And if I didn't know what to do, that I just needed to call to Him and ask Him, and He would tell me what it was. <laughs> the same is true for you and for each one of us here. And uh, yeah, this morning I want to listen, um, listen to what God is wanting to say. I want to, uh, to carry on with where we've been in terms of the series. Uh, we started with uh, the, 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 um, our mission statement, vision statement, which says transforming the world with the good news of Jesus. And then we wanted to highlight the three core values. They're not the, our only values, but our three core values, which is presence, passion, and purpose. And this morning, I'm going to be speaking about purpose. Let me pray to start. Thank you, Almighty God, that you are here powerfully present and Holy Spirit, that you are wanting to speak, you're wanting to encounter people, you're wanting to release words of wisdom, you're wanting to bring restoration of dreams, visions and callings and reestablish, reinstate, recalibrate, realign, reassign and pour out your spirit in a powerful way this morning. So we come full of expectation of what you're going to do. 
Hallelujah. And for those who are watching online, I welcome you too. And I encourage you to just lean into what the Holy Spirit is wanting to say to you too. We believe that God is here. We believe he's moving. We believe he speaks to us. Who's with me? Yeah. Whew. Man, I'm feeling it already. <laughs> so presence speaks about connecting with God. It's up. Passion is understanding our identity, knowing who we are in God and how he wants to move in our lives. So it's in. And then we go out with purpose, activating our unique assignment. Desire began um, speaking on presence about us wanting to be a people that host the presence of God well. To get to know Him and to be with Him, cultivating a culture built around God being our highest value. And that Matt followed up with talking about passion. He talked about the three young Hebrews and the fiery furnace. And they were given the ultimatum, disobey God and live or obey God and die. He gave us the challenge, Matt, that is, can your faith handle the fire? Can your faith handle unanswered prayer? Can we be knocked down? We can be knocked down. But with Christ, we are always good enough. And that's a word right there for someone. You are good enough. God declares that you are good enough. Gideon's talk last week was from presence to purpose. He talked about the presence of God being the thing that always makes a difference. And this morning, I don't want to stand here in my own strength because I'm a terrible speaker. <laughs> but in God, and when I, and I'm feeling that activation right now in the Holy Spirit, God enables me to do something above and beyond what is actually, uh, what I'm actually able to do in the natural. And that's what he does. Whoa, today I'm going to follow on and look at our third value, which is purpose. I want to look at three aspects of that, and that is what is the purpose of God? What is the purpose of Harmony Church? And what is our purpose? God's purpose has two major areas of intent. One, his purpose in the world that is to come. So that's the eternity. And two, his purpose in this present world. And back in February, I spoke on vision. Uh, you remember I got this uh, call at 7 a.m. Gideon pokes me in the ribs in the bed and says, I can't preach this morning, you're going to have to. So God just gave me an amazing download there and then, which was good. And, and part of that was John 3.16. Now, if you haven't already memorized this, this scripture, I would just encourage you to. If you have difficulty in memorizing scripture, I encourage you to try putting it to a little ditty or a little song. That's how I memorize scripture. Um, <laughs> okay. I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore I will draw you with love and kindness. Again, you shall be built and you shall be rebuilt, O daughter of Israel. Again, you shall take up the tambourine and go forth in the dance with the merrymakers. Again, you should, I can't sing at the moment. Again, you should take up the tambourine and go forth with the dance in praise. So that's, that's kind of what I do. That works for me. It might not work for you, but it works for me. Um, 
But God's intent is his purpose is to save the world, to reconnect with us and to have relationship with him, that we be with him for eternity. This leads us to harmony's purpose. And we've seen that mission statement, transforming the world with the good news of Jesus. We exist to be an expression of God's kingdom. Harmony's not a corporation led by a CEO, usually a man. We're not an orphanage where we're, the staff are paid to look after the orphans, because you're not orphans. We're a family. It's kind of mum and a dad and the kids, maybe, and uh, we all get to play together. We all get to love and support one another and be together with one another and go on this journey together. It leads us to eternity. Andy Stanley wrote in 2018 an explanation of the word church. We made ecclesia, that's church, how we've been translating church, a building. The word church should never have appeared in our Bibles it shouldn't have become part of Christian culture either. It's more than a mistranslation. It represents a misdirection. And Ecclesia was a gathering of people for a specific purpose, not a building. Andy says it's a lot easier to stop showing up at a place than it is to disconnect from a group of people who intimately know, love and support each other. <laughs> I said, Gideon, are you going to cover me this morning? <laughs> the intention for the church was to be community, gathering around the common belief in and worship of God and spreading the good news. At times over the past 2,000 years, the church has lost sight of its purpose. And what makes the church attractive is not a building, although there's some beautiful buildings, especially in Europe, but the tangible evidence of God at work through signs, wonders, and miracles as we were commanded. Love is hard to resist. Matthew says, he gives more instructions. The problem and proclaim as you go saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. And this all happened in the context of community, a community of faith. Acts 2 continues on describing the hallmarks of the early church. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Daily. Who wouldn't want to be part of that kind of community? They gathered daily, they had meals together, they pulled their resources and saw the miracles of God released in and through them. That's the kind of community we want to be here at Harmony. What does it look like to build this? What are the things that we could do to see this realised? The early church understood it took all hands on deck. It's not a cruise ship that we're on. 
working together, shoulder to shoulder, sharing together. And as a result, saw God encounters every day. Everything happens through relationship. How can we build better relationships together? Last couple of years has been such a tough time, hasn't it, for many of us? With so many feeling cut off, isolated, and disconnected. But over this COVID time, I've watched different groups of people pull together and work together to bring amazing blessing. I spoke with a new mum this week (laughs) who's had a really tough time of it. But the Harmony family had gathered around her and uh, brought meals, family, and they delivered so many meals that they had to ask them to stop. There was too much food. (laughs) How good is that? Our family was blessed with amazing food. Somebody did my grocery shopping, flowers, friendship notes over the time that we were isolating. I know there have been care packages delivered to many people throughout a community who are isolating. And this wasn't organised by the institution. But initiated by caring people who wanted to show love representing our community. Stop looking at an institution. If God stirs you up and gives you a a vision and a dream and and a desire, go and do it. (laughs) I know in this church, people have been given cars, food, clothes, money, jobs, and lots more. We show our love by caring for one another, loving on each other, showing the love of God and caring for our community. Thank you to everybody who's been part of that. And I encourage you, if you haven't yet been part of that, you know, it is really true that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And Mark, um, Jesus commands us to go. He says to go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied it. And Gideon's going to pick up on that more and speak and go into that further next week. But what about our purpose, our individual purpose? When we receive Jesus into our hearts, we enter into a process of transformation. Our purpose comes from the heart of God. As we align ourselves with Him more and more and His heart, we see our own purpose so much more clearly. Ephesians says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The word handiwork isn't commonly used today. It comes from the Greek poema and means something crafted with skill and for a purpose by God. This is where we get the word poem in English. Other translations use workmanship or masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. You're a masterpiece to help us understand the essence of the word. To put it simply, the ultimate designer in the universe handcrafted you. He gave you a particular set of skills, talents, and interests to be an instrument of good works in the world. You are a unique poem, carefully written crafted by the author of all life to communicate truth and hope and beauty in the world. 
The Westminster Catechism of Faith also says, the chief end of man is to love God and enjoy him forever. Did you know that you are crafted for a unique purpose? Did you know that God has given you to go with that? He's given you superpowers. Woohoo! And, you know, tell, say to your neighbor, did you know that you're a superhero? <laughs> See, because I personally believe that every superhero needs a cape. Ha, 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 cape. And yes, I'm an acrostic girl, and this is an acrostic, one of two that I'm using this morning. And uh, as we look at this, it's a cape of purpose. And as I was praying, this is what God dropped into my spirit, so I'm going to use this. The C stands for call. I often hear people say, man, I don't know what I'm meant to be doing. I don't have a purpose. I don't have a call. I don't know where I'm going. They have no real direction and just end up living in reaction to what life brings. God has designed us to be purposeful. What would it look like to go on a diligent and intentional journey of discovery in this area? As I said, you know, God spoke to me as a young teenager what my purpose was, what he'd created me to do. My first, my first purpose, my first call is to worship him. And that's true for all of us. For me, that spoke so deeply as a musician. My first call is to worship him. But one, there is a general call. And in Peter, we see you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Tell your neighbor, you're God's people. Once you received no mercy, and now you have received God's mercy. So this is what God says about us. And two, then there is a more unique call that we have is tailored to our individual makeup and unique set of gifts and abilities. God has wired us up so uniquely. There's nobody anything like you. <laughs> and his call on our lives is not exactly the same as anyone else's in the past, present, or future. Your call is entirely unique. I had a wee example there, but I'm going to skip that. So what is it that you can do that no one else can do? See, God takes all that we are and takes us further than we think is possible. The adventures that Gideon and I have been on as we've sought God and proceeded to step out in what we feel he has said to us. Many times we've missed the boat and many times it, we, we procrastinated and took much longer than we should have because, you know, we were fearful. We didn't want to be misunderstood, misjudged or any of those other things, you know, or rejected or we didn't want to fail or fall flat on our faces. And yet we saw so many times when God was leading it, in spite of what we thought was impossible, he did the impossible. Yeah. 
And He wants to do that in your life as well. He wants to take the impossible and make it possible. We can get so battered and bruised by life and those around us that we can take our eyes off the fact that God's much loved, we are God's much loved creation, His masterpiece. His plans are for good, to prosper us and not to harm us. We can forget these things and that's when we need someone, you know, like Titus who was the great encourager and he, and he came along and he said, hey, you can do this. We need people in our lives who come alongside us and say, remember who you are. Catherine Ruinala, my friend, she, she does this quite regularly. Who do you think you are? Why don't you ask your neighbor, who do you think you are? The word of God is there to encourage and guide us also. Uh, 2 Timothy says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful to teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. And if we don't know what to do, a good place to start is in the Word of God. I don't merely mean cherry-picking verses for our own convenience and our vain imaginations. I was a victim of this one time when a, a young guy that I, a friend, he was a friend of mine. He turned up at my, at my workplace with his Bible and showed me the verse that he had uh, been reading that morning, which said in Proverbs, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. He decided that I was the good thing. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I hope he's not watching. Um, <clears throat> it's a good verse, but it was definitely the wrong application. <laughs> I'm talking about the regular reading of the, of the Word of God, and there's great Bible apps, and you can download reading plans. Um, I'm, I'm working my way through one in Dutch, actually, at the moment, which is, you know, because I'm trying to, you know, refresh my Dutch. And thank you for that wee tot scenes. For those of you who are wondering, that was Dutch for goodbye. Uh, we're not saying goodbye right now, but anyway. <laughs> um, there's, there's great reading plans and, and places where you can do devotionals online. Um, I just really encourage you to, to, to look at that. Uh, regular reading of the Bible. One of the things that's really helped me the most over the years is another wee acrostic. Sorry, I had to sneak another one in there. And that's we need soap. Is anybody familiar with this one? Soap. We need soap when we read the Bible. Okay. We need scripture. Write it. Chew on it. Meditate on it. Observation. Write it down. What is it saying to you? And Application. How will you be different today because of what you just read? Don't leave the Bible without an application. We need to be applying God's word to our life. And P is for prayer. Write down something that you're asking God to help you with. Journaling is great and it will help you in gaining good insight from your experiences. As God speaks to you, I encourage you to write it down. You know, Nehemiah, he was saying, Nehemiah, 
What am I doing? Is that Dutch? Nehemia. Yeah, that's Dutch. Right. In view of all these, we are making a binding agreement, putting it in writing, and our leaders, our Levites, and our priests are affixing their seals to it. He will speak to you, and he will confirm your call through friends, through family, through leaders, through other things, and it will resonate deep within you. I don't believe that God is ever going to send us on some kind of journey that he hasn't already prepared us for, or he's equipping us in the process. There used to be a song around that used to be really famous, Lord, please don't send me to Africa, because every person who ever prayed to ask for God's purpose on their life was terrified that God was going to send them to Africa. God did send some of them to Africa, and man, they were so blessed. Oh, where am I? Uh, <clears throat> prayer, write it down. Yeah, that was my wee cape acrostic. Back to my cape acrostic. So we did C. What was C? Call. Call. Great. Next is action. A for action. Once you understand your unique call, the question is, is your faith fully activated? James, it says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, God bless you, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied by action, is dead. The call deserves a response. Now, this is a, a current thing for us this week. If I love Gideon, but if I never tell him I love him, especially as his love language is words of affirmation, how does he know that I do? <laughs> That's right. And I said to him, because I'm not a huge words person. Well, we've all heard about the wife who complained to her husband. See, in our situation, it's the, the man and the, the, we're, we're swapped. So we've all heard about the wife who complained to her husband that he never told her that he loved her and she wanted to hear that. He replied, I told you I loved you when we got married. If I ever change my mind, I'll let you know. That's what I told Gideon 35 years ago. I mean, really, how many times does he need to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> I know they're going to be on your side. <laughs> 85% of what we do, anyone can do. We can delegate 85%. 10% of what we do in our life, most people could do with a little bit of training. But then there's the 5% that only we can do. How much time are you investing into that 5%? Are you prioritizing it? Can we prioritize better? What about prioritizing your day around that 5%? Thomas Akempis wrote, a good, devout person first arranges inwardly the things to be done outwardly. Who has a fiercer struggle than the person who strives to master himself? And this must be our occupation, to strive to master ourselves and daily to grow stronger 
and advance for good. I love Thomas Kempis. So we've had C4, A4, P4, power. <laughs> Gideon spoke a wee bit on this last week. But when we learn to walk in the power of the Spirit, we don't need the powers of politics, people, or platforms, or anything else to lean on. He is all we need. And 1 Peter, it says, for his divine, why don't you stand up and read this with me? For his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value so that by him you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world because of disreputable desire and become sharers of his divine nature. Woo! How good is that? Please take a seat. God promises his power is available to each of us to walk in. He's longing for us to arise and take our place in his kingdom. And many of us are just trying to walk in our own strength and we're wondering why we're getting tired and fed up and it's not working. We cannot do in the flesh what needs to be accomplished in the spirit. How can we be more spirit-led, spirit-empowered? I'll leave that with you. So we have call. We have action. We have power. But then I've added this, this last one because it disturbs me greatly that people fall off their purpose because they lack endurance. Fortitude. Steadfastness. Stamfastigheid. <laughs> um, all these attributes. A few weeks ago, they found the wreck of the endurance. It was Sir Ernest Shackleton's boat that sank after getting caught in the ice. Shackleton had set out to make the first land crossing of Antarctica, but had to abandon the quest when the expedition ship was trapped, then holed by sea ice and sank three kilometres to the bottom of the ocean. And it was found a hundred years later in almost pristine condition. Shackleton was a formidable leader. He was born on our birthday, the 15th of February. And a man on a mission. This is the ad he put out for the people to go on the journey with him. Men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, self, safe return doubtful, honour and recognition in case of success. Sir Ernest Shackleton. <laughs> Would you have put your hand up for that one? 
See, actually, this, the, the lies in all of us are, are a thing that we uh, want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. Most of the important things in the world have been accomplished by people who have kept on trying where there seemed to be no hope at all. And that was Dale Carnegie who wrote that. And in Revelation, it says, here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. It's a call to keep going. Keep going. If I look around, so many of our peers have dropped away. People we started out with, much more gifted and, and talented and better looking and, you know, nicer and all the rest of it, started out in ministry. Where are they? Endurance is a thing. We want to be there at the end of the race. We don't want to just start the race. We want to complete the race. Today, as we wrap up, and team can come up. I want to pray for four different things. And I'm going to be asking you to get up out of your seat and to come down the front as a sign that you want to take action, that you want to be activated. Because this morning, I want to pray for those who are not clear in their call for God. God is wanting to release a call over you today. He has a purpose for you. Two, I want to pray for those who don't know what to do to activate their call. So they don't know what the next step is. And perhaps they've had a call and it's sat there for years and years and years and has never been activated for numerous reasons. But today I feel that God is wanting to activate all of us in this room to a new level, to a new place of understanding. And three, I wanna pray for those who are needing the power of the Holy Spirit to achieve their God-given assignment. And four, to pray for those who are tired but need to run with endurance the race that's set before them. If you're any of those things, we're gonna pray for you this morning. So would you like to stand to your feet? If you wanna come forward and some of our leaders wanna pray with you, we're just gonna take some time to do that. God is wanting to activate His saints this morning. He's wanting to restore calls. He's wanting to release His power over lives. Don't be shy. Let's just reach out to those who are coming forward and just bless them as they come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for the rest of you, I'm so glad that you're feeling so secure in your call, that you're walking in it, that you're full of the Holy Spirit and you've got lots of energy. That's awesome. Father, I wanna pray for everybody this morning. I wanna pray for a clarity of call over this congregation. You're wanting to release, you're wanting to release over people. 
You're wanting to come and bring renewal. You're wanting to come and bring a recalibration, a reinstatement, a reestablishment, a realignment, a reassignment to your purposes in their lives. Lord, as you speak, we want to hear what you have to say. And Father, we want to pray for all those who have not yet been able to be activated in the call on their life. And maybe they've been discouraged and disheartened and second-guessing themselves and thinking, well, maybe God didn't speak to me. Maybe He did. What if He did? This morning, I want to pray for an activation to be released in this place. An activation. Look, every roadblock would be blasted away and there would be divine inspiration. Divine strategies would be downloaded from heaven. That there would be a way made forward that hasn't been present before. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and those of you who are needing the power of the Holy Spirit, and we all need that to achieve our godly assignment, I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit would fall in power, would fall in power, come like a fire, like a fire and fall on these people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I want to pray for all those who are tired to run. Lord, that they might run their race with endurance. They might be able to run the race that's set before them. That nothing would trip them up. Nothing that would slow them down. But they would go with full purpose ahead into the things that you have for them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you give us the cape of superpowers. You give us a call, the action, the power, and the endurance to fulfill everything that you have for our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you that we're able to come together, gather together, the ecclesia, stand together, worship together, pray together, encourage one another, sing songs and spiritual hymns, read your words. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. I'm just gonna keep praying for people who want prayer as the worship team leads us further.